so welcome. Um, so each uh, morning at this time, we'll have a, a guided meditation period or some some reflections on on practice and then some guidance and. Um, yeah, just uh, you can take it take it in in whatever form is most useful for you. And so this this morning, I'll um, share a few few reflections about practice, and then uh, formally guide us in in some sitting. So. I'm often struck by how many things meditation is. Um, there are so many facets to it and um, so many ways that it gets into our system, so many ways that it, it offers um, relief. And so it, it is a way, meditation, what we'll do in a couple minutes, it is a way of deeply resting. Uh, sometimes we don't know how much we need to rest. Uh, it is a way of understanding ourselves more deeply of, of a kind of familiarization process. It's all about the present, but it, in its own way, it is helps with making the past more whole. Not that we change the past, but it's like we gather up the shards of memory and integrate them into something a bit smoother. It is the cultivation of, of many species of goodness, you know, of nurturing and cultivating uh, that which is, is best in the human. It helps us differentiate between pleasure and satisfaction between clinging and release, between suffering and freedom. It helps us develop uh, the word in Pali, samadhi, a kind of unification of mind or um, focus, gathering of the attention. It shows us what we're obsessed with where the kind of mind goes, yeah, what it gets stuck to, what lures us away from the simplicity of the present moment. Meditation is a, a path to letting go. Meditation is a way that we habituate and become desensitized to the impelling forces of dukkha, suffering. And so we start to feel the waves of uh, energies through body-mind, and we start to actually get our sea legs amidst that and become less likely to act out these um, habit energies that are likely to get us into more trouble. It's an exploration of what it feels like to just be alive. Meditation is a is just pure renunciation, pure discipline sometimes. And as is a theme for this uh, retreat, it is an encounter with um, changingness and mortality and the inevitability 
of of loss, the ungovernability of this realm. But above all, we get very simple. I've said a lot, all the things it is, but we get very simple. Menindra, one of the teachers in this lineage said, if it's not simple, it's not Vipassana. We get very simple. And so we don't have to do what I just listed is not like a checklist of 10 things for you to do. You actually just have to show up and we just get simple together. And so much of the goodness that actually unfolds through our practice um, is just a function of us being a certain kind of willingness. And so, uh, as Sharon, Sharon Salzberg said, you know, the realization of like, I was trying to do my practice and make it work. And the insight was that it was just okay to just do her practice. And so we'll just do our practice and not worry about making it work, even though it works in many ways. So just settling in. Just arriving in your your body, this field of sensations. If you're sitting, the crown of the head reaches ever so gently towards the sky, uplifting the spine. But the rest of the body hangs loosely surrendered to gravity.
just releasing any tension in your face. Sometimes it can even feel like the face is a mask and we can just let down, relax. area around the eyes. The cheeks and the jaw. All face can soften. The shoulders can hang loosely. Let your belly, let your belly be soft. So any self-consciousness bound up there, just let, let your belly be soft. The body is so, so innocent.
as innocent as a, a tree or a bird. So taking some some deeper breaths into your belly. Feeling the abdomen rise and fall there. You can explore to see there may be a certain way of breathing, a depth of breathing that brings some soothing into your body. Sometimes we tune into kind of a the ripple of sensations, ripple of relaxation across the body on the exhalation. And so I take a deeper breath. And as I get to the peak of the inhale, there starts to be a little bit of tension, a little urgency. Release the carbon dioxide. And then I breathe out. There's a kind of ripple of relaxation across my body. And then a hunger for some oxygen. 
And we breathe in again. Using your breath as a as an ally. And quite naturally, the attention is compulsively drawn away, drawn away from the sensations of breathing, drawn away to tend 
to the imperfection of the human condition. Drawn away to game out threat and opportunity. Drawn away to strategize about how to make conditions to our liking. And part of the, the aspect of renunciation we just renounce the urge to sort it all out. Clinging is very complicated. Letting go is very simple. Not easy, but simple. Just feeling the beginning and the middle and the end of each inhale, each exhale.
rather than extracting something from the moment. We keep offering our heart up to the moment. It's good to sit with you. The interesting thing about um, relaxing and maybe why we tend not to relax, the interesting thing about resting, maybe why we don't often truly rest is that when we rest and relax, we actually feel more the sort of um, 
intensity of the human condition becomes more rather than less apparent. And the kind of backlog of feelings and intensities and stimulations and memory and uh, all of it, it just blooms in the moment. And that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. This is just uh, where one way of thinking about meditation practice is we're like acclimatizing to the intensity of the human condition. And um, it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And yet we can come into a deeply wise relationship with it. We can um, a lot's possible. So I'll I'll say a few words about uh, movement. Uh, We'll typically alternate between uh, this this practice and stillness for, for, for many folks sitting meditation and then walking meditation. And uh, if um, there's a kind of limitation, injury or mobility limitation, everything I'm saying would apply equally to movements with one's own hands or even just a finger or arm kind of rhythmic movements that mimic the, the, the walking. And so um, the idea is um, we're, we're knitting together the day in awareness and Uh, We want to, um, we want to, in a sense, bless the whole day with some measure of awareness so that, um, uh, in a sense, our attention is never fully unsupervised, yeah? Um, so many of our our habits hide out in in unconsciousness, yeah, and our suffering hides out in our habits. And so here in practice, in this strange kind of realm of meditation retreat, we are practicing blanketing our days with awareness so that we do not miss do not insert periods of unconsciousness. We do not miss our habits. We do not miss our suffering. We do not uh, just act it out. Instead, we actually bless it with awareness. The walking practice is a way of keeping some measure of continuity of awareness. So we, it begins in a sense, the moment, the bell rings and you're beginning to to rise to move uh the meditation the sitting meditation ends bell rings okay um where does the mind go when the bell rings where does the mind go when we don't think we're supposed to be paying attention when we think the period of attention has ended yeah that's a an important important thing to see. Where does the mind go when it tries to go home? Yeah. And so, rather than moving into the habitual places of um, the familiarity of certain routines of thinking, where of course can think, but we just bless it with awareness. And then we move. And so the the walking practice is typically done by finding a a kind of 10 or 20 paces and actually being very simple, very simple, just attuning 
to the movement, the sensations associated with movement uh, in the feet and legs as, as you walk. And you would walk at a pace that feels conducive to mindfulness. It might be slower or quicker on this first day than on than tomorrow or the third or fourth day. Um, you might be very conscious of actually breaking each step into lifting and swinging and placing. It's like a way for the 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 attention is always looking for something to chew on and if we don't give it something it settles for ruminative thought yeah so we actually give it something we give it the movement lifting swinging placing just being a, a body in space moving and at the end of a path, we sort of gather ourselves. Sometimes it can even feel like a big deal to turn around and walk back the other way. Yeah. We just gather ourselves, feel our body, turn around and move once again. And this is different than sitting, our eyes are open, there's movement, there's so much associative thinking that happens with the, the visual field. It doesn't seem so evocative just to look at the ground or something, but actually is very, um, the, the kind of space between the, the, the moment of looking and then being propelled into discursive thought, it's very close by, yeah? And so sometimes it's good just to be aware, oh, I'm seeing, my eyes are open, I am seeing. And rather than looking in this way, we're actually conscious of seeing, conscious of seeing. This is just another sensory experience. We impute the world okay there's there's the world right but actually it gets to us just through the visual field and uh, at some point um, you're gonna get bored it might happen like 10 seconds in where you really question the moral authority of me and the other teachers and the entirety of this tradition 2600 years that that is a legitimate question that will arise and um normally to treat our boredom we reach out for more stimulation and here we reach down more deeply into our feet into the sensations we just fold that in as another aspect of practice we get curious about something and we tolerate the feeling of wanting more the hunger for stimulation yeah we come into a relationship with boredom which is a vital skill for being human. You can, uh, there may be a time when you want to be outside walking, taking a kind of walk, not doing the rhythmic kind of walking, but stay close in, stay close in. Yeah. Sometimes the game can almost be um, every time we get pulled into discursive thinking, we just move back out into the feet, into the visual field, awareness of the present moment. And then like a gravitational force field, there's da, 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 yeah. That's not the enemy. The thinking is not the enemy. 
but we just almost like press the awareness back out into the visual field, into the somatic field. So, um, in this way, we, we build a kind of momentum of the, the proximate cause of a moment of mindfulness is another moment of mindfulness. Yeah. And so even in those moments where it feels like I'm, not, I'm getting nowhere, I'm getting nowhere, we just keep going, we just keep building the momentum of, uh, of awareness, of willingness, of renunciation, of simplicity. And we entrust ourselves to the logic of the Dharma. Okay, folks. Yeah, I wish you uh, wish you uh, useful practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/donate.